Hi, Zach. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I, uh, we just saluted each other. Yes. I was mm -hmm. trying to remember what that's called. Because I've probably never really saluted someone in my life. For the viewers who are just listening, not the audio aspect of that. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Fervent Four. Four Show. What episode yeah. is this? 162. Wow. And that's we've been lot. at it. It's a lot. 162. Yeah. What was your favorite episode ever? What number? They're all fun. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, the, I don't know. There's a few that stand out. I mean, certainly Scratch was great. Uh, Scratch mm -hmm. Labs. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the, the numbers on all these, but uh, certainly, I mean, episode 100 was was a fun one as well. Um, we All of our... We, all our guests are fun. Storytelling is fun. Um, learning about new people is fun. Giving people a platform to talk about their passion is fun. They're all special. How about Which you? Which is, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> the, the solo one that you did, uh, that was my favorite one. Um, oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, and we were talking before going live that uh, we roll with the punches on this. And that, yeah, that particular day. I thought you did uh, good. Because you yeah. don't normally do solo things like that. No. And so it's a. It Jeff is, Johnson was sick. And then something. Were you sick as well? Or are you something? I was out of the me. office. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then. Um, that's what my uh, email said. Um, yeah, that was. If you are not. you Or if you want to improve like your on stage speaking skills. Go get on live on one of the platforms and just talk to to that little that little thing up there and yeah. and and try to go for an hour. Like right. that is yeah. not the easiest thing if you there's never no uh, just do ten no... minutes to start. Like <laughs> yeah. it's because you everything that you think you're gonna say you get done in twenty seconds. Then you're like, deuces, I'm out. But I'm still supposed to go for another <laughs> fifty nine minutes and forty seconds. Look at that math, people. Yeah. Uh huh. That was. Uh, it, I'm I'm interested in this guest today, Crystal Lugo, because neither of us really participate in what the end function is. Yeah, right? and so, and we typically this might be one of the first product companies. It's very very companies. yeah very few physical product yeah uh, founders we've had on the show yeah which. It's interesting. Is that because there's not a lot of products in this area? What? Why do you think that is? Uh, I don't know. I mean, hardware is, hardware is hard, and I'm sure we'll get into that with Crystal to find out you know, how difficult that challenge is. I mean, just anytime that I think you have a physical product, it's, there's a lot of challenges that you have to overcome. Probably different. I don't know. Let's just, let's just jump in. There's so many questions that I have. <laughs> Welcome, Crystal. Welcome. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Zach. Great to be here. Yes. Also, we should um, add that you are uh, the uh, equivalent to Michael Jackson's father as a director for videos. Uh, so as we're tagging you, you know, yeah, make sure you know. You know, it's only taken 162 episodes to get um, Michael Jackson's um, name mentioned on the show. So here we are. A here we are. Time. My um, husband would like it. Yes. Yeah. But to, yeah, to your point, Zach, it's one of those things where we do some research to find out, hey, who are we talking to, just so we can formulate questions what direction we want the show to go to so then uh that led to youtube which led to a, a pitch that was done and we talked about the pitch and we'll get into that in the show but uh all fun stuff so yes love to love to hear about your journey what 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 are you here for tell us tell us about what you got going on sure so i love to talk about how i even came up with the idea and where it began. Um, it began um, in 2009 um, when I was tough, faced with a tough decision whether to go back to work or to stay home. Um, graduated from Virginia Wesleyan University and was in the banking industry for about three years. And my husband and I decided, decided to have a family. And um, after 12 weeks of maternity leave, I was faced with the decision, um, do I continue or um, be a stay-at-home mom, but the cost of childcare was so expensive um, that really this choice was already made for me. Um, after a year being at home, I felt very conflicted because um, just having a business background, um, I knew there was something more that I can be doing 
in the corporate world versus being at home. But then I realized, well, I've always wanted to start my own business, but what was it going to be? And so I was I was at a telephone call center job at home. I had 15 minute break. I was on the phone for five hours. And my husband and one year old daughter at the time was watching a show called Shark Tank. And I stopped in the middle of the floor and I looked at the TV and I said, what is this? And my husband was like, I don't know, some inventors pitching their idea to have their American dream. And I'll never forget the episode. It was this firefighter. And he was talking about how every second counts as a life lost if we cannot get into that burning building to save a life or to put out the fire. And so he designed this tool that would easily take the bolt off of the fire hydrant because this tool is very hard and it takes like maybe two or three manpower to get the tool off. And there was a timer and he said, set the timer. And he did the tool within one second and the gentleman, the other firefighters were still working. And I said, oh my God, he just walked away. I'm not sure if the deal went through or not, but basically um, he was said he wanted to be bought out by a million dollars. But anyhow, I stood there and I said, that's it. A light bulb went off. So that's where you see the light bulb in the video, <laughs> in the pitch video. And I said, I'm going to come up with an idea. And it's going to be a product that's practical, revolutionary, that it can be used worldwide. But how in the world was I going to do that? And so that's where we Shark, Shark Tank was really good at popularizing entrepreneurship in a way that I think was different than any other show um, or any other. Like I, I interviewed Damon John a couple of years ago and, I, and, and he said something like, you know, entrepreneurship's always been this thing. Mm -hmm. And. I agree with that, but Shark Tank popularized it and made this thing fun. And, and I mean, what's the number one product of all time on Shark Tank? It, it's it's Scrub it's Daddy. Potty? Scrub, oh, no, it's Scrub Daddy. It's Scrub Daddy with Lori. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, what, that's about cleaning dishes. Yeah. About clean dishes. So I'm sure squ that... Squatty Potty's got to be up there within the top. I think it's up there too, Squatty Potty. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one of the major deals. Um, but it's cool to hear, you know, it's been a decade, I think, since the show's been on. Well, it, I guess it has been if, if it's over since it, yeah. 2009. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 14 plus years. And, and that was an inspiration for you. Uh, like, had you ever thought about starting a business before that? Because, you know, some people think, you know, uh, founders are are, are are groomed. Some think they're born. Had right. you been thinking about this? What, like, where are you in the process of, okay, like, maybe I can do this. Is it just an on-off switch? Well, no, entrepreneur has always been a part of me, even as a little girl. Um, I remember, I think I was maybe five or six and I wanted some money to go to the candy store where candy was one cent. And I decided, how can I get money? So I picked out beautiful crystal looking rocks and asked everyone entering my apartment building, would you like to buy a rock for a dollar? Who's going to tell a kid? No, you know, trying <laughs> to do something productive. And so that's what really sparked my entrepreneurship desire it was like, wow, I can actually work hard for myself. Don't have to have a cap, right? A ceiling to stop where I can earn. And so that's, and I actually love money. So I figured, What's the best way to get more money? I thought working at owning a own bank. So I went to school to, um, you know, for entrepreneurship and I was going to own my own bank. But when I began working in the bank, I said, nah, this is not really the fit for me. But that desire of having my own business or doing something, it was necessarily I didn't necessarily think it was going to be a product, but I knew it was some type of a service. I dabbled into real estate for a little bit. So I always had that entrepreneur, um, independent um I guess, attitude. And so what really sparked is when I became a stay-at-home mother, um, I was just so conflicted and I just felt like I was losing myself. I was losing, you know, all of my skills that I have honed over the years. And I said, how can I have the best of both worlds? And so it was honestly through my passion, my persistence, just right time at the right moment when I walked into the living room and Shark Tank was playing and saying, hey, you can do something impactful just like these individuals on TV. And that's where I prayed. I was determined. I said, I'm not going to sleep until I come up with this idea. I don't know how yeah, I'm going to so do it. <laughs> that's where I want to go next. So you, you got the you, the spark is ignited. You know yes. that that's what you want your journey to be. Yes. But you still don't have the idea. You don't have the product. You don't, you don't have anything at this point. So 
what was that? How did you go through? How did you come up with this idea? And and I prompt we're, we, to those that are listening, we're going to get there. But how right. did let's just take everything one step at a time. How did okay. you come up with the idea? So as I was standing there, I said to myself, uh, to the Lord, I said, Lord, you're not a respecter of person. You can just like you bless those individuals on TV with an idea. You could do the same thing for me. And I said, I'm not going to sleep until you bless me with that million dollar idea. Just one. I'm not greedy. I just need one idea that would bring millions generational wealth to my family. And I promise I did not go to sleep. I went to bed, but I did not go to sleep. I was I began to open up my understanding, my mind. I was thinking of how can I improve a comb, a blender, a mixer, you name it, just household products that that would be used by anybody. And then I had a vision. It was like I was watching a TV screen and all I saw was someone's hands. I should have brought the 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 utensil out or not the utensil, the kitchen thing that I saw, which was a grater. And I saw hands and someone was grating cheese. And then the grater, the face of the grater merged onto the face of a glove. And the glove looked like this. And then a fish appeared. And then the hands with the gloves was scaling a fish with their hands. And I heard a two-in-one product, a glove and a fish scaler to grip and scale fish with your hands. And the light bulb went, I said, oh my God. I said, hubby, wake up, Brandon, we're rich, we're rich. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He, of course, he's, if he's watching, he's probably smirking and shaking his head, but but yeah. So he didn't, he didn't understand what I was even saying. And I don't blame him, it was like three o'clock in the morning, but I immediately grabbed my Android phone at the time and went to Google and put in the name glove scaler. Nothing was coming up. I put, okay, a glove to hold a fish, glove to scale a fish. It was nothing. I said, okay, let me stop researching because I don't know if Google's tracking what I'm doing and I don't want them to come out <laughs> with this product. And um, I didn't know where to begin because again, I always wanted to start my own business, but as a product was totally different, we are talking about getting a patent, you're talking about looking for a manufacturer. So it was so overwhelming. And there was not a lot of resources like 11 years ago when um, you want to start something to this magnitude. So and then, I, mm -hmm. so you have the idea, you start to, uh, you start doing your initial Google searches. I have the same uh, conspiracy theory as well, not necessarily with Google, but when I look, when I'm looking for domain names, I'm sure right. like, GoDaddy, if you search if a domain is available, that right. next time you go to find it, it's it's gone and they. That's why you have won. to do it incognito. Right. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, so what did you do? What was the next steps? Did you uh, did you did you are do you fish? Are you and your husband fisher people? Uh, you know, so, so I can say we kind of are now, but no, I, <laughs> it's not like I went out every weekend. I'm like I said, my daughter was one. My husband was a uh, um, special education teacher at the time. I'm a stay at home mom working this part-time job, but no, it wasn't like I went out and fished every weekend. And I said, yeah, this is a problem. I literally prayed and I can't take any credit, but the Lord Jesus gave me this idea. And I'm so grateful that he entrusted me with this idea that has never been done before. So I sat on it for a year because on one income, I was learning how expensive it was to even file for a patent. Um, so I started with um, a provisional patent first. I said, before I begin speaking to any companies, try to have them understand any idea what I'm talking about. Let me at least get... Um, some legal coverage. So I filed for a provisional patent. And then the attorney told me, um, he said, you need a prototype because you can't just really articulate what's in your head. You have to actually show that it's a proof of concept that it works. He said, you don't want to spend thousands of dollars on a, a product that will not work. And he says, so many entrepreneurs fail to actually work to do a prototype before they spend thousands and thousands of dollars. So he said, let's just start with a provisional patent. And he says, and then you need to work on. Um, so I did it my own sketch. Um, again, on one income, I said, how can I, you know, eliminate the cost upfront? So I just took a paper, I traced my hand, and then I drew these little spikes on the paper. And I said, okay, this is how I need these spikes to look. And then I began reaching out to different companies um, for a prototype. 
One company told me it would cost me $30,000 just to try. They don't understand. They really cannot compare other products to even understand what I'm talking about. But I'm sure glad that they would take $30,000 of my money that I didn't have at the time. (laughs) So I said, okay, thank you. And so I hung up the phone and again, I'm very determined. So when someone tells me it can't be done in my mind, I'm saying, oh, it can be done. And I'm going to prove it, why it can be done. So I looked at my husband, I said, I'm going to make my prototype. And I know he's smirking and I can see him saying this. I absolutely (laughs) said this. He said, sweetheart, please don't do that. It will not look professional. I said, okay, no problem. So he went to work. I grabbed my dad and we went to Home Depot, went to Lowe's, Walmart. And again, I just had a vision. I knew how I wanted the glove to look like. And I was just grabbing stuff off the shelves, gardening gloves, these rubber looking gloves. And then I went to Home Depot and I'm like, I need metal spikes. How am I going to get individual spikes? I go to sheet rock metal. I'm like, no, that's too long. I can't cut that myself. And I'm like, I just need something that looks that I can glue onto a glove. And I found these perfect metal looking pieces. And I went home, put my daughter to sleep. And I started manufacturing engineering, designing the working prototype, probably after seven renditions of it, seven like variations of the glove, I found the pattern, I found the glue, I became a chemist, I spoke to different companies, manufacturers and stuff like that, and designed the pattern that worked so well, I recorded it. And when my husband got home, and I showed him the video, and I showed him in person, he said, you are Amazing. I will never doubt you again. <laughs> how, how many hours were in that? And so like, uh, and while you're thinking about that, mm-hmm. the 30,000 actually to me that that company said that's light, right? I feel right. like that's a really low number. I think people, because of what you just went through with those seven, eight iterations trying to figure that right. out, so were they, right? That right. was my so, question. Like, like 30K right. based on how many iterations? Yeah, right. It, could be two. Yeah. It, you know, it, it depends, right? Manpower, labor, um, you know, sourcing material. Um, and I knew it needed to work so well that I didn't want it to fall off at, you know, um, one use. Now, mm-hmm. keep in mind, I did reach out to a company that said they not, would not only provide me a prototype. This was probably like eight years ago. Um, and I should bring this the, the prototype out, but for time's sake, I won't. But after working with this company for one year, they said... Um, I'm paying them off little by little. I told them, don't perform any work. You know, let me pay off my debt before because I understand, you know, it's a company. It's a business. They're like, no, we believe so much in this product. We want to help you. So they were working behind the scenes. They told me once I pay them in full, they'll release the CAD files. They'll release everything, all the work they're done, the prototypes um, and everything. And we can move to production. I was so excited. I made the final payment and then. They circle back and says, we have nothing to show for it. We need more money. I said, what do you mean you need more money? They exclaimed that every all the tests fail. Um, they said that um, it didn't work and they would need more money for more research. And I have all the emails. I'm talking about a stack high of emails to, you know, explain this is not, this is who I spoke with. I mean, I laid it out. They sent, wow. I said, send me what you have. So they sent me a prototype. The prototype looked like my a 10-year-old boy made it in his garage. It was horrible. It was rusted blades. The blades were so sharp. It was like daggers on a glove. And was this, in the, was, United, was this in the United States or is this yes, overseas? No, this okay. was in the United States in Florida. I won't name the company. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. have integrity. But um, yes, this was local. Um, and I was so discouraged. I said, what is this? Um, you know, I'm trying to be professional, but I'm like, what is this? Like, how could you send something to this magnitude? You're supposed to be a reputable company, professional. I was referred by someone who is working with you, who's working with me. And this is the type of work that you do. And you're going to send a paying customer. I said, what about all these emails? They're like, the, that employee is no longer with our company. I'm like, okay. I said, well, I want my eight grand back. They said, we can't give you eight grand back. They told me that um, I would have to sign a do not sue <laughs> to get half of my money, not even half, but $2,500 $2, back. So that was 
a huge roadblock for me because trying to get investors early on, you know, letting them know I've been working with this company for a year and I'll have all this information. I'll have my numbers. I'll have this. And it really put me behind. And at that point, I was just so tired and ready to just give up. I'm like, why is it this so hard? I thought that this would be easy, a smooth sailing, but oh boy, no, it was not. But um, that's why I'm so grateful for my husband, Brandon, you know, who has been my, not only my business partner, but a shoulder to cry on, someone to talk to in the midnight, someone to encourage me, don't give up. Things like this happen, we'll just regroup. So I took mm -hmm. a year off. I didn't want to talk about my glove scaler. I did not want to watch Shark Tank. I didn't want to have anything to do with That's why this. the ratings went down that year. It was your <laughs> fault, Crystal. Come on. So, hey, I needed to regroup, pivot, right? That's what we talk about. You got to pivot. So I needed well, to Well, there's something kind of in there too that's that's interesting. Like I think a lot of people who want to start a business, they should get their hands wet while doing yeah. it, if that's if that's the right saying. Uh, their their feet dirty, whatever it is, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you got to figure out yeah. if you really want to do this thing, right? Absolutely. And 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 when you hit that roadblock, I mean, I've invested in thirteen companies over the years. There was a a company that like hit one roadblock, mm -hmm. and they're they just like, screw it, I'm and out. And I'm like, right. yo, like, how dare you? Um, <laughs> Like yeah. this is this is BS. Like I'm very angry at you. Like and I was, and I'm like, this is this is this is asinine. Um, one other thing, as you are uh, anyone that's listening that's thinking about hiring another company to do any work for you, make sure you have a piece of paper that says that you own the thing that they're building for you. Right. Because a lot of time, whether that's graphic designs, whether that's uh, text, whether that's a product, whether that's any IP. Uh, ad files, anything IP in general. Someone else is doing it because most of the time they're not an employee. If they're a full-time employee, I think you can get around that a little bit. But well, even then, all all employees need to sign an IP agreement that you you the company owns everything. Yeah, and people can get really fishy about that. So so be cautious. No, on no that. pun intended. Um, fishy <laughs> pH maybe. I don't know. I don't. Know. But it is something that I don't think people think about. They're like, well, I'm paying for it. Obviously, it's mine. Well, you know, it's a it's not even a fine line. Like it's a, it's a thick line and, and you just gotta be careful. So I, I don't know if you went through that, but anyone that's listening on the same vein of, you know, losing the eight yeah. grand, if you were to get that, you might not even own it because someone else built it. And and so to make sure you. Yeah. yeah there's a lot. You know, and then, right. Well, and then the fact of, uh, I always tell everyone that your number one investor, your first and number one investor is your significant other. If you have one, I mean, it's just because right. if they're not bought in, then and when things go bad, that outlet of someone to vent to if that's also gone then you're just boy it's going to be really really well, crystal's difficult. got brandon and i mean he is <laughs> yeah he he's he's great rock solid. He, yeah. he's rock solid and he, uh, he clearly is the glove scaler uh demo tester and um <laughs> anyone that watches this video we'll put it in the show notes afterwards but he he did lose a finger uh while doing it in, in, in the video uh, <laughs> i don't know that yeah he, i don't think oh, he's a good actor yeah yeah Coached by me. <laughs> did, did you start, um, did people start knowing your name at Home Depot when you kept going there or Lowe's or wherever? No. Um, I started buying my product on Amazon. So maybe Amazon. Oh, yes. Yeah. They know everything about you. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what happened? You took a year off. What happened for you to get back up on the horse and dust yourself off and all right, right. We're, we're, we're going iteration two. Let's make it happen. Right. So honestly, my faith, um, I do a lot of praying, a lot of meditating and, you know, just surrounding myself with with people that are like minded and, and encourage me and not to give up. You have a great idea. This happens um, again, my husband in my ear and then looking at my babies, you know, um, my daughter is now going to be 13 and, you know, looking at them and saying this is this has grown with them. And they've seen literally blood, sweat, and tears, literally blood from my fingers trying to make the product, my sweat, my tears, and my time and my sacrifice. And I'm, I'm and you know, saying to myself, you can't let what one failure or failure stop you where you're supposed to be because this was God given. You know, when you believe something in so much, it doesn't matter how many no's you get, how many obstacles, how many roadblocks. You have to be the trailblazer because if you're called to it, 
God is going to equip you to do it. He, you know, things are going to happen. And I always look at failure now as um, not as a letdown or it's just another way of knowing not how to not to know not how to do it again. You know, so that's how I look at failure now. Um, and I just use it as fuel because like a car gets low on gas. So do we as entrepreneurs, we get low, we have our low times, but use those bad opportunities or those bad encounters or those rough encounters to fuel you, fuel you to push through and to show everyone that, hey, yeah. I am who I am. I agree. And the sense of, at the time, $8,000 seems right. monumental, but right. I would rather have an $8,000 lesson than an or than an 80,000 or an 800,000 or an $8 million lesson. So if you can Correct. learn those things early on, then that's, that's setting you up for absolutely further down the road. And, and you have to go through those things, unfortunately, every, right. in some capacity, it may not be monetarily, but there's going to be setbacks and there's going to be times that you have to regroup. Right. Everyone spends money poorly somewhere. It right. doesn't, I like it, you're never, it. And I would imagine it's, Early on and, and and later on, I mean, it could be 40, 50 percent of terrible money spent. And that's mm -hmm. on things that you've researched, you know, and, right. and are using, you know, whether it be an ad that didn't work, uh, a company that didn't work. Um, well, I mean, it could be a, a, someone that you hire. I mean, it's just, yeah, it could right. be so many different mm -hmm. things. Yeah, right. That's an interesting thing. Like, have you ever seen data on that, Tim? Like how much money is incorrectly spent from a business from that perspective? This has got to be yeah. pretty high. I'm sure that it is. Uh, mm -hmm significant yeah dollars that didn't result in sales in revenue exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i i guess that probably the uh a better way to search that would be i mean in terms of like just r d in general i mean gosh mm -hmm. how much money do you think a company like like a, a, an apple has spent just on their apple car that they've been mm -hmm. supposedly developing for 10 years now really Oh yeah, I'm sure it's been billion. I mean, they could have bought Tesla years ago, probably for way cheaper than what they have spent in R and D on the car. But yeah, I'm sure that it's uh, yeah, it's all a sunk cost, and they got to figure it out. But right, what at what point did you so you, that you've you you have development so far along that did you did you then go to uh, the boardwalk to appear and start talking to fishermen and saying, "Hey, try this thing out," I, you know? And, and right. what's what's your feedback? So that's a great question. So we, my husband and I, have done a lot of um, as you would call market test. So we started locally, um, international markets here that you know they grip and scale fish at a high volume where we even purchase fish, fish. Um, and so we brought the samples. And we have actually a YouTube video, Re the revolutionary way to scale a fish. Um, and the gentleman there is um, the manager there. And we gave him these gloves and he began scaling um, a large salmon. And his feedback was great. He said, um, this is a cost saver for us because we dispose three to four pairs of rubber gloves per day because they get easily punctured. And which can also you know, they want to protect their hands and also it protects their hands from fish handlers disease, um, which is a bacteria in some of the fish. If you get punctured by their spine or the bones of the fish, it can cause painful abrasions that seep into your skin and can cause surgery at times. But it's a bacteria that can spread easily in your hand and has to be treated aggressively. So he did recommend making sure, of course, these were just the prototypes, but how to have more coverage with the glove as in waterproof and stuff like that. So um, we went to another fish market. We went on a charter boat, fishing boat. We have gone to Impex, which is one of the world's largest trade shows in Pittsburgh. So we had a lot of great feedback there. Um, even up north, as we were discussing earlier, you know, I'm from upstate New York, um, visited a bait, bait and tackle shop in Albany. Um, as well. So we have done a lot of different market tests, speaking with fishermen. Uh, we went to Baltimore, uh, Maryland, Le Lexington Fish Market. Um, it's so many places. I have a rundown. But yes, we have done a lot of scaling, watching people scale. I keep this too in my, you know, easy to have it accessible because quick story, went to Sam's to get a salmon and it was supposed to be already cleaned and scaled, but it wasn't. 
So I said, no problem, no fear. The glove scaler is here. <laughs> Took my glove scalers out and I started scaling. Dinner was done. I didn't have to return the fish. And I'm like, this is definitely a household item. <laughs> where, where is Glove Saver today? I'm sorry? Where, where, where can people find it today? Like, where, So we are, accepting pre, we are accepting pre-orders on my website at glovescaler.com. And so you can go ahead and put in your order for your glove scalers. And we are in um, production right now. So we are doing our, you know, getting everything ready before we, you know, mass produce. But um, we are ready to go um, and we are accepting pre-orders. So definitely get your pre-orders in because we will sell out quickly with the first batch. There's no, um, no way around that. We will sell out quickly. <laughs> And where is uh, where's production going to be? Is that going to be so US production or overseas? Is, production is overseas. Um, I'm working with an excellent company right now, a design company that has helped me get my product into production. Um, that you know, because again, these are the samples, so we had to just kind of enhance the glove for mass production. Um, and a great company here in the U.S. that I'm partnered with that um, has definitely eased. And put trust in me again that there are great companies you can find and work with to bring your product to where it needs to be. So from that bad experience, I shared it with them. You know, I vetted them, re-vetted them and vetted them again. Mm -hmm. And if they're watching, I'm still vetting. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're great. Um, and so. What did you do to vet them, though? Because, I mean, you, you had a pretty big loss there. I did. Um, from a different company. Now you're doing it again, which I, I think you have to do in this case. But, but what, what specifically were you doing to vet them to to ensure that you weren't going to get screwed second time around? Sure. Great question. So I was also working with um, the Small Business Development Center. So I did also have a counselor with me to um, be my eyes and ears as well as we teamed up with them. Had more than one meetings. Uh, we were actually comparing them with another company. Um, and we just wanted their honest opinion. Do you think this is a product you can handle? What is your capability? This is, of course, has never been done before. What is your, because it's a, it should go both ways. They should be interviewing me and I should be interviewing them, right? And so um, based upon their responses and even them sharing some similar products that they have had regarding spikes and attaching it to something, that was really the winner that they had previous experience with another um, product that they're working on and saying how they can also help me, even though, and they were excited about it because if you're not excited about working on something, then it's going to be pretty boring. It's not, you're not really going to give your full energy, but they were actually very eager, excited. They sat down with their engineers and says, yes, this is something my engineers can help you with. We have the capability, we have the resources, and we we would love to be a part of this journey with you. Um, I had another company that I interviewed and they um, came back to the table and said, this is not something we're able to do. We don't want to lose, you know, take up your time, take up our manpower and our time because working on a product like this is, is a lot of hours and money. So um, that's what won me over. And speaking of money real quick, for those that were curious, Apple spent $26.25 billion in R&D in 2022. $2 billion, more than $2 billion a month is ridiculous. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> There's a, a pretty big time frame of 2014-ish, 2015-ish to, to now. Mm -hmm. It's that point. What went on during those years? Um, were you trying to get it into production earlier than that? Because you started such a long period of time. What happened? Right. Kind of gap. So from 2013 is when I started actually, you know, doing the work um, as in getting my legal stuff straight. Um, and then I made my own prototypes between 2014, had the hiccup in 2016, set me back a year. And then I began researching for, because I needed a company that could actually helped me get these gloves to mass production. Um, researching manufacturers on my own, I knew I needed that design phase because I thought I could just take my prototypes and go straight to a manufacturer, right? But no, you do need a design company to actually design it in the computer, 
to have the specs, what what the dimensions are, and that's something really out of my scope. So it was really researching a company for a while. Um, in addition to keep talking to individuals, trying to build my website, which I did, you know, I have a great web designer who built my website. Um, and um, just continue to have product awareness in addition to all the nine other things I'm juggling. And then when in 2020, I believe 2021, well, COVID happened too. So that stopped a lot of, a lot of stuff with COVID happened. So that was a, a, a large, just a waiting period. You know, the world was silent, went dark. So I was actually fortunate, well, blessed that I did not go into production because of the production nightmare overseas. I would have just had product just floating or lost or money wasted. So I always like to say delayed doesn't equal denied. So I was delayed for a while, but for the right time in the right season, which is right now. And everything is happening at the right time with, with the company I'm working with to get me into mass production to just, um, again, trying to raise um, awareness, trying to get investors, because again, my husband and I have bootstrapped this um, as far as we could go, honestly, now we're a family of seven. Um, and not to mention along the way, I've had babies. <laughs> so that has made me go a little slower, um, but yes. I like that so one. It, That's a great line. What's that? Delayed not is not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Denied. Well, so have you raised any money to this point or have you, are you still fully 100% bootstrapped? So between winning um, money at uh, the pull-up and pitch, um, that was an awesome blessing. Um, I have raised outside money through family and friends with gifts. Um, and again, through through just my husband and I, well, really my husband's hard-earned money. <laughs> but um, no, no investors at the moment, but definitely in talks with some investors. And so uh, segueing into pull up and pitch, I, I would love to hear your experience with that and, and describe for those that don't know what pull up and pitch is, what 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 sure. that's all about. Sure. So pull up and pitch was a pitch competition put on by Walmart, Black um, Black Ambition and Black Girl Ventures. Um, they partnered and had a a winning prize, cash money, up to $50,000. There were different, anyone could, any black and brown businesses could have the opportunity to pitch right on stage, which was um, also put on by Pharrell Williams um, on stage on 24th Street. And so basically you just had to sign a waiver, basically not to enter it, but for the media agreement that its course is going to be broadcast. But you had the opportunity to win anywhere between $100 to $500 to the grand prize of $25,000. And so I learned about Pull Up and Pitch through LinkedIn. And I was just so excited. I said, this is something I have to do. Even if I walked away with $100, it's better than walking away with zero. But still, I was thinking of you never know who's in the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And networking is huge. I'm always big on get out, mix, mingle, talk to people, be passionate about your product, share what you're doing, and learn what other businesses are doing. Because even it's not just about me. How can I also be a help? Right. We want to give value. And so I, I went there, got up very early, like six o'clock in the morning, got down um, to the beach by a little bit after eight, stood in line for about three and a half hours, maybe four hours, give or take between the whole segment of the pulp and pitch. But just listening and, and didn't even feel like a competition, honestly, because we all were all all the entrepreneurs were cheering on and supporting each other. Like the vibe was so amazing. We were cheering each other on, we we're rooting for each other. We were sharing the information, we we're following, we we're, you know, tweeting and, and it was just, it was just such a great experience. And, um, and when I embarked on stage the, the first time, um, I needed three thumbs up to progress to the final round. And so I had 60 seconds to pitch. I did it in 60 seconds. And um, I got three thumbs up. I jumped and cheered and I was already thinking of the three minute pitch that I had to do for the next round. Yeah. And for those that weren't there. So this is all part of something in the water. Uh, and, and, and Zach, this was like American Idol style in the sense of <laughs> yeah. like people camping out way early, lines yeah, really, yeah. really long. Yes. Um, 
it was it was it was bananas. Can you give uh, us that 60 second pitch right now? Sure, sure. Hello, my name is Krista Lugo. I am the owner and founder of BNC's Gloves. Did you know over 800,000 people are dependent on the catch and processing of fish? But no need to fear, the Glove Scaler is here. I have invented a product, a two-in-one glove called the Glove Scaler, where you can grip and scale fish by using your hands offering a faster and safer way to descale fish versus your traditional methods. Wow. That, that uh, was way quicker than it was. It was. No, but here's the thing. <laughs> I I'm a firm believer. And just cause you got 60 doesn't mean you should take 20. Correct. That is correct. Because people are changing the channel all the time. And if you go that full 60, right. people think you're ridiculous. Oh, 60 seconds. That's great. Right. You know what? The shorter, more concise, understandable, like that's that's right. the winner. Um, right. So kudos on that. Speaking of winners, so what did you end up walking away with? So Check I lines. ended up walking away with one million. No, I'm just playing. $25,000. Oh, wow. You that's were the amazing. big winner. I was the big winner. I was number one. I was really, I mean, like I said, there was great companies there. Oh, I can um, still hear you screaming right now from the background. After <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you did? You screamed? You screamed yeah, I, I screamed. I jumped up. I was, I was, I was actually shocked. I was because it was like 11 years working on this. And it was like, I'm coming out behind the closed door so people can actually now see all of the work, all of the hard work, all the sacrifice. Talk about sacrifice, sacrifice, giving up in my career, being persistent. And just bathing to tell my story is impactful enough. But the real joy that I'm glad I'm wearing um, waterproof mascara in case I start crying was when I got home from the competition and my children came to me and said, were surprised, surprised me and jumped out behind the wall and says, mommy, congratulations. We're so mm. proud of you. Like they finally understood why I was doing this, the hours and hours I would stay up at night, um, you know, trying to network, trying to link up with different people, people not returning my phone calls or people saying, no, not this time. People saying, oh, if I was you, I would sell it or trying to take my idea, um, it, it was, it's, it's been a long journey, you know, and, but just having my children hug me, all five of them coming to me and that huge cardboard check. Um, and my five-year-old, he's so cute. He says, so now we can buy a mansion now, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but that's coming. It's coming. We got to speak it. It's coming. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Great. That's, that's, that's really, that's, that's. Glad I don't have mascara on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but know. no, it is it is so true though. I mean, they, kids are a motivational thing, just in the yes. sense of because you have to you, you have to show them firsthand that you know nothing yeah. comes easy. You've got to put in the work if you, in order to get the outcomes that you desire. So I, I totally I'm with you 100. percent Absolutely, a special sense of motivation there to 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 keep on going and not quit. Absolutely. Do you have a opportunity because walmart was a partner to get it in walmart is that an op is that something that you want a lot of people don't want to get into walmart because it's too mm -hmm. expensive or, or mm -hmm. too it's too hard to get in there because the numbers that they want you to hit so then it ends up being more expensive um is there any thoughts on that is there any thoughts of getting it into bigger boxes stuff like that it's a great question zach so at this point, we're focusing right now on um, e-commerce, but definitely down the road, I'm not opposed to seeing what my options are. I would love to know what it's like to get into retail, Walmart, um, and your bigger box stores. Um, I think the more the glove is be able to be accessible, the better. Um, but my focus right now is definitely on e-commerce. Um, I have not been approached by Walmart at the moment, but hey, I'm... I'm definitely open to different opportunities for sure. Did you meet anyone there? I mean, to me, like that, like when you're ready for that, you know, I, the email subject line would be, you know, I won your competition. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I think the, like the That's hardest true. thing would be to get them to open that email. And if right. you're the one that they've been already given money to, like I would start that conversation sooner than later. 
just mm-hmm. to see what kind of ju- just to see what kind of okay. questions they're asking, see sure. see what kind of production they'll be looking for, see yeah. what type of assistance they might be willing to do. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things yeah. there that certainly include them on your. Oh, updates. I have. Yeah, yes. your monthly been... quarterly updates. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, didn't they invest in drone up? Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So they do put money in in business pockets. That's a wrong way to say it, but you get. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That's a good so, idea. With so with you, you clearly put time into your pitch. So yes. the sixty second pitch, the the we referenced to your pitch on on YouTube. Clearly, mm-hmm. a lot of time went into it. How much time did go into it? Oh man, hours and hours and hours. Um, it's just like your business plan. You're oh, it's a living document. You're always trying to update it, always trying to perfect it. Um, the more you do it, the better it will be um, because it becomes a part of you. So you don't ever want your pitch to seem like you're reading off of a document or you're kind of fig- trying to figure out what your next word is. It's just, it's just roll off the tip of your tongue as like I'm speaking to you. Um, so it takes practice and public speaking Pitching is practice. Like um, I think, Zach, you were saying, like, look in the mirror or look at your um, camera on your computer and just talk to it. See how long you can talk to it. And like, OK, I have nothing else left to say. But but no, it's just practicing. And, and it took several many hours. And I, I'm still perfecting my pitch. It's never going to mm-hmm. be. Oh, this is just perfect. Um, as you saw right then and there, my pitch was like probably 30 seconds. <laughs> but um, you want to use the meat and the potatoes. You don't want to focus so much on you want to put out the most important information first and then leave room for the judges or the uh, investors to ask questions to poll, because that's when you can really get into the conversation of your product. So you don't want to give everything up front first. Just what are the specific facts like mine is a two in one glove, two in one to grip and scale fish by using your hands, reusable, durable, waterproof. Then it protects your hands from a disease called fish handler's disease. Leave it at that. Drop the mic, as I would say, and let them now (laughs) drop it and engage and ask you questions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Know your your audience, like the the audience that you're literally pitching to, because if not, you could be pitching something to the wrong individuals right. when those people will be interested in it you know if you imagine if you're at a you know a fish festival right and you're sitting there and talking about the wrong thing it's like yeah. um you, you have an opportunity here like pitch the right thing yeah right. so many people have a tendency to over engineer the pitch so like you didn't go into the it, it it's self-explanatory waterproof puncture proof people get it you don't have to go into the material we use this type to... of glue with the 37 three inch scaler that Nobody, is on no a one glove. knows they don't care and right yeah. and it's and a glove people. it's a scale it's right over. yeah there are people not to simplify that, that but that's right exactly there are people that you know may not be into all that technological engineering stuff so just practical like this is a pen a what a pen oh a pen you know so <laughs> got a question from chris hill longtime viewer of the show chef restaurant so. owner are they as in you are you using fishermen and angler type social media targeting and how are you driving pre-sales that's a great question. So I have been following and trying to tag, um, you know, like social media influencers. Um, I haven't necessarily offered my sample yet to, you know, have them try um, just because I was advised, um, you know, let me get the production sample first. I think that would be better because it's the actual work, this is how it's going to look like. There's no if, answer, buts, or miscommunication with that. Um, so the pre-orders are going to be directly through my website, as I indicated, um, with the actual glove that you will get from the manufacturer. But um, how I've been driving my pre-orders has actually been organic. Um, just speaking um, um, to individuals, the pulp and pitch, family and friends sharing my website, um, social media platforms. I was on Coast Live that drove some pre-orders. And again, just by word of mouth right now. You're muted, Zach. 
I don't know why. <laughs> um, and I know, I know why. Um, who is your customer? Who is my customer? Great question. So my customer is anybody and everyone who needs to scale a fish. Um, particularly right now, we're targeting um, individuals who need to scale a fish. So men, women, um, particularly um, in households. And we also are targeting um, commercial fishermen. So your large scale fish, um, your fish, uh, what do you call them? Your fish warehouses uh, where you go to scale like Fulton Fish Market um, out of the Bronx um, and our local bait and tackle shops as well. So business to business and business to consumers. I mean, to me, it just seems I don't what, what after watching the, your the pitch on YouTube, mm -hmm. it just I was it just it just it's so easy uh, like to go back to the old school way with a, a traditional fish gallery to me that just seems so antiquated after seeing the demonstration that, that you Thank all you. provided this coming Thank from a guy you. who does not eat seafood yeah but i had no idea i mean it was just like just with a finger just doo, doo, doo. i mean it was just like wow i mean that's that i had no i idea. can tell you if you don't scale fish you're gonna have to scale a fish because it's that fun april on coastal you know never cleaned a fish ever and she tried my glove scaler and was like, wow, this is actually fun. So it takes the disgruntle and ickiness and put on an apron and scale the bad boy. I have to ask the, the, the dumb question. And when it comes to packaging, do you have to put a warning label on your packaging not to slap somebody in the face <laughs> wearing the glove? Because you know it's going to happen. I mean, it's just. Use at your discretion. Um I haven't thought about that, but there will be a warning. I'm sure I will speak to my lawyer of what type of warning. I, I mean, it's just one of those things. Every every dumb warning you see on any packaging happens for a reason. I mean, it just. Right. But do you see that on tortillas? You know, because you got people slapping on the tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that, but I just I I saw something in my Twitter feed yesterday with uh, like the slapping converse uh, contest, a human against a robot. And, yes. Uh, Man, that robot just destroyed that guy. <laughs> but I have to tell you, too, because I get asked, are these blades sharp? And you mm -hmm. see that I'm pressing. And there are so dull that you can scrub your hand. Well, here we go. Scrub oh, wow. it. Like an exfoliating glove. It's it a exfoliates. three Yeah. So someone was like, this is an awesome back scratcher. I was like, hey, whatever works, you know, just but, yeah. buy the glove. Yeah. That's Thank right. You. Buy a second and third <laughs> pair. Yeah, one for everybody. One for fishing, one for your back, you know, hair massager, whatever. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so it it's it doesn't destroy the skin off of the fish whatsoever. So it's that dull and it's hmm. it's great. So that's fascinating. Thank what you. um so like what what's next? Are you just so solely focused on pre-orders? Is there a is there like is there a minimum production number that you're trying to hit, or are you just trying to just right. Hey, whatever we can blow out of the water, so to speak, no pun intended, to, to continue right. to drive costs down? Right. So that's another great question. So, you know, right now I'm in talks with the manufacturer as, as well as with, you know, my design engineer team. They're providing support and um, we're working on what the that number should be for mass production. So. Um, but we're ready to begin filling, fulfilling orders as soon as it comes in, you know, anticipating in the next few months, we'll start distributing our product out to our customers. So definitely, like I said, get your pre-orders in so they can be your Christmas gift, you know, birthday gifts. And if you live in Florida or a state that never has winter, right? So you don't have to worry about the season's going to shut off. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. They're they're a great gift, something unique. And I like unique stuff. <laughs> What's something we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Um, maybe to get to know me, some hobbies that I like to do. I think that's kind of cool. What are, your what, what are your hobbies? So I'm an awesome martial artist. So I have, I was raised in, well, I've done karate for a long time um, and I'm a drumist. I'm a drummer. So I'm a percussionist. I play the drums at my church and what else do I like to do? I like to do a lot of things um, besides inventing. Um, 
I like to stay active, um, play basketball with my husband, just love to be outdoors with my children because we're a large family and we like to, you know, play sports and, um, and yeah, and I'm also a real estate agent as well. Wow. Do you have another, uh, invention in mind that you're, uh, ready to deal out once, uh, this one's off to the races? I do. I have more than one because <laughs> I'm so grateful when God blesses you with one idea, he's, it doesn't shut off. So my mind is constantly. I thought you wanted one, one, one million dollar idea. Now you're getting selfish, Crystal. Come on. Watch hey, out. Hey, the gifts of God are irrevocable. So he blessed me with the inventing gifts. So now it's just turned on. So it's, 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 my mind doesn't shut off. So I do, I have some mom products as being a mom of five, just nursing my babies. I've seen what's out there, what works, what doesn't work. So I can't really get into detail what I'm thinking, but there's going to be a lot more products and extensions of the glove scaler. So mm. um, there's definitely the glove scaler is not just going to be a product, but it's going to be a brand that people will not only recognize, but will be using globally. Is that so, is, is the, you're expanding that because people have asked for that or is it just because you see, you see the vision in terms of a roadmap for both, both. All I I'm can sure say that, is stay tuned. It's yeah. I'm sure, it seems like a classic line on shark tank, you know, that, uh, you know, what you have here is a product. It's not a business. And right. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh no, this is or a hobby, but this or, is yeah. no hobby. This is no hobby. <laughs> I think you could say that about scrub daddy. You know, right. that's just one product. Right, right, right. One product, but doing and maybe that's just an easy excuse for the the sharks to pass. I I don't know, but yeah, you're right. A toothbrush. Or junk. look at the ring. Let's talk about the ring. Can we talk about the ring? Like the doorbell. Like that was on oh. that was on Shark Tank, and they said no. Yeah, you know? but that was timing. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't. There's a TED talk that says 42 percent of a business's success is timing. And mm -hmm. I, I think there's a lot of things that you were to look back. If you were to look back in 2005 and mm -hmm. say, hey, I'm going to let a stranger um, rent a room in my house for the night every day of the absolutely. week, you would be like, absolutely not. Right. Right. I'm going to let, let some stranger rent my car every single day of the week. You'd say absolutely <laughs> right. not. Right. Obviously, those things have changed. Right. Sure. And, and now they're very accepting. Right. Oh, I'm right. also going to post every picture of my day. You know, imagine in 1995 saying, yeah, I'm going to use this thing called the World Wide Web called the Internet. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I'm going to start posting everything about my day, all the pictures, every place that I am. You would say that you're crazy in that case. So, I mean, obviously, the evolution. Right. Of, evolving uh, mm -hmm. of that uh, has changed and it's there. So yeah, Ring, probably the, the most successful business on Shark Tank to ever pitch. No mm -hmm. one. Um, no one pitched yeah. there or a huge thing. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I mean, I just don't think the time was, was right. Cause back. Amazon bought it for one billion. billion. Oh yeah. It is a billion. Yeah. 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 Yes. yes. I was wow. Well, I, for and your it, sake, Crystal, I am just, I'm thankful that I mean, people have lived on fish for all of humanity. And I cannot believe that, that, how 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 blessed are you that you were the person to come up with this idea, right? I mean, people have been right. uh, scaling fish for thousands of years. For thousands of years. I'm like I said, I'm people ask my story all the time. How did you come up with that? Like, why didn't I think of that? It's easy, it's brilliant, it's simple, it's practical. And I'm like, you can do it too, Cray. <laughs> think of another <laughs> I don't touch mine, but think of another idea. But yeah, I'm I'm truly blessed, truly grateful, and just that the Lord would choose me to execute this strategically. And that's why I'm so even more passionate about it because this will be used worldwide. Because fish is never fish is never going away. Consumption of fish is never going away. It's actually growing. A lot of people are moving more towards eating fish, eating more seafood. So it's definitely a product that will be used and reused and continue to be used for many, many more generations to come. Well, Crystal, wow. we appreciate your time, your wisdom, your thoughts. And uh, mm -hmm. check out glovescaler.com. Scale your fish. And um, keep us if, updated. If you're Absolutely. also looking for a back scratcher, you can also <laughs> use it for that. Um, a massager on your head. Um, 
you know, I'm just saying there's a lot of uh, uses there. So three, four, and one, as Tim said, and kudos to you for that, Crystal. Oh, yes, a beard scratcher. Yes. Oh, yes. Five and one. Nah, see what we're getting there. <laughs> Tim, Zach, I appreciate it. Thank you for yeah. having me. Thank you so much, Crystal. You're welcome.